The digital transformation of industry doesn't only apply to the real-time control and optimization of industrial processes. It also applies to the documentation, the supply chains, and context-specific workflows that support industrial assets across their entire lifespan. That includes the instruments, software, and systems that make modern automation possible. My name is Keith Larson, publisher of Control Magazine and ControlGlobal.com. I'm excited to report that this week we're coming to you live on location from Emerson Exchange 2022 at the Gaylord Texan Resort in Grapevine, Texas. This week's Solution Spotlight edition of our Control Amplified podcast, sponsored by Emerson, and to better, better understand how, when it comes to industrial automation, the digital technology at our disposal can make online retailers' estimated delivery times a little more than entry stakes. I'm joined by Brian Fretchell, Director of Digital Customer Experience for Emerson. Welcome, Brian, and a real pleasure to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Keith. Great to be here with you uh, in person. Yeah, right. it's awesome. I love it. I uh, understand it was a almost record-breaking attendance. Yeah, approaching yeah, it's 3, great. That's yeah. great. Congratulations yeah, on a super event. Well, to start things off, perhaps you can kind of acquaint our listeners with the broader My Emerson platform for, for those who may be not familiar, and it's really early focus on digitalizing and streamlining the more upfront engineering and specification processes in buying the company's instrumentation product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my Emerson is the personalized access point to Emerson.com. So that is your kind of token or key to get into getting into all the functionality underneath my Emerson. And, and with my Emerson, as you noted, there's a lot of a lot of work been done over the last couple of years around engineering tools or sizing and configuration platforms, um, storing sizings, things like that. Certainly quote and order history, the ability to reorder, validate prices, check lead times, things like that. You know, more recently, a lot of focus around my assets, which we'll get into and talk, talk further about my software, where we keep and update, maintain our software licenses and things like that, as well as my training, which is a, you know, really new, um, new functionality around accessing personalized training plans and things like that. So yeah, it's kind of a holistic experience across Emerson.com. I know you've been focusing, as you just mentioned, on the uh, My Assets build-out um, of, of the platform. The effort has really taken on a more real-time, device-specific focus. Uh, can you talk more a little about the uh, My Assets offering and what it means for Emerson's user community? Yeah, yeah. My Assets is a comprehensive record of all of the Emerson instruments um, at a particular customer's site. Contains access to historical information, device timelines, technical documents, certificates, upgrades, spares, things like that. So it's really more of your installation and operation of a particular asset. Um, because of that, not only is it good for troubleshooting, we've heard lots of really good stories this week from folks about how good my assets has been at helping them troubleshoot faster, keep processes up longer. It really is um, in aggregate when you look at that data, taking on a little bit more of a maintenance planning type of a look. So being able to do obsolescence planning, plan for your next turnaround or outage. So we see the kind of the balance in my assets of those two different use cases. Yeah. So I imagine it's, it's kind of nice to be able to Pull up uh, some documentation on your smartphone while you're out in the field, rather than yeah, yeah. slogging it all the way back to the to the maintenance shop. That's yeah, reducing sure. reducing manual trips back and forth is really kind of the name of the game. So, yeah. being able to look up a particular instrument, find troubleshooting manuals, guides, um, finding us in the factory if we need to help with any of that, or being able to reorder anything in particular, that's really been a been a huge help for customers. Yeah, it seems with the pandemic. Uh, QR codes that were, were kind of out of style came roaring back in, in the context ranging from restaurants to everything else. And I understand 
you've actually shipped millions of devices uh, uh, with unique device-specific QR codes already. What further functionalities do these codes enable when it comes to the device's uh, life cycle? Yeah, yeah, great question. And, and you're absolutely right. I think COVID it kind of retrained us on what a QR code <laughs> yeah, does. Exactly. You know, we were talking about all the menus and fun things that we had to learn and during COVID. But yeah, and I think mobile technology as well has come a long way. It's made it a lot easier to scan a QR code and, and put that really in the, um, people's fingertips. I think with the QR code, what's really interesting is the level of support, troubleshooting, training you can get while you're at the device. So being able to scan it, be able to watch a video quick on how to do something with a particular mm -hmm. instrument, summon okay. some support is another one, you know, or requesting, okay. trying to get people on the phone or virtually to be able to visually verify what's going on with the device. Right. So I think the whole watermark of troubleshooting and support while at the device has really, really been unlocked with the QR code, which is really exciting. So I imagine you can also start to combine, you know, the see what I see kind of mm -hmm. methodologies with um, access to yeah. uh, to the my assets. Yeah, you get a much clearer picture of what's going on, how it's installed, you know, what might be around it in the ambient conditions and stuff like that. So it really helps um, from a troubleshooting perspective, definitely. Yeah. I know my uh, my assets first efforts have really been focused more on the instrumentation and other hardware field field mm -hmm. devices, but I can't help but think how important it would be for making sure software applications are are, are managed, uh, which is probably a, a a trickier thing than, than maybe uh, visualizing a pressure transmitter. Um, how is that handled now, and how does the company's vision of boundless automation that we heard about this week um, impact the delivery of that value proposition? Yeah, great question. I think, you know, today the act of retrieving a download is pretty straightforward. You go to a website, you apply a few filters, you find the file you're looking for, mm -hmm. you grab it and go. I think in this world of boundless automation and all this interconnected data, especially through my assets, we're starting to find those use cases of proactively notifying people when there's new revisions or new management, you know, software that needs to be applied. Um, thinking a lot about entitlement management and license management and how does all that get controlled and stored and managed. That's all That's all through my assets and my training and my software. So I think a lot of that is, is really evolving quickly. Um, the, the ability to see the current firmware on a device and be able to quickly access the next firmware upgrade. That used to be a lot of emailing back and forth, right, searching right. around on websites. So that's been a lot more streamlined now with, with my software and my assets kind of working in tandem to be able to deliver that for customers. So, so, so really delivering that vision of the, you know, the integrated field seamlessly up into the cloud, right. which is where you're, it's, it's actually a perfect example of, of, of that coming to fruition in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, and definitely being able to get support along the way if, you know, if that upgrade process doesn't go well, if we want others to do it for us, you know, being able to have that and all that interconnected data, I think, is really mm -hmm. important for us. So. Are there other things your your customers are asking for and what's what's next high priority for you? Just yeah, continue to flesh it. I know you've got a whole uh, diagram of all the stuff you want to flesh out for from Ryan Emerson. Are there uh, urgent needs coming down the pipe that you yeah. can talk about? I think the uh, <laughs> kind of the next steps, you know, around some of this is is actually that enabling that procurement workflow coming out of this this information. So yeah. we talked a little bit about spares or service or reordering, trying to connect the asset data information to the procurement organizations mm -hmm. to try to streamline the procurement process after the troubleshooting gets done. Sense, yeah. I think that's another area that we'll continue to look to explore. And obviously my training is, is new and we're continuing to add to that platform, be able to bring more troubleshooting and, and support tactics to the, to the experience. So those will all be areas to watch for.
for those of our listeners who really want to find out more about uh, Maya Emerson, is there um, where, where should they go to find out more or, or sign up to, to experiment with the platform? Yeah, great question. You know, Emerson.com's got quite a bit of content out there for how to use my Emerson and kind of take okay. advantage of all the all the great functionality. For sure, there's a ability to create an account and sign in up in the upper right part of the part of the website. So that that'd be the place that I would point users to. Once they get to the homepage, it's going to be pretty clear where right. to go from there. Right. Right. Okay, great. Well, great. Well, thanks so much, Brian, for sharing your perspectives with us today. It's been thought-provoking and a real pleasure, as always. And and congrats on a, a great uh, Emerson Exchange this week as well. Good yeah. luck on these new, new topics. Yeah. Um, thanks also to Emerson uh, for sponsoring this episode. And, and all you people on, online, thank you for tuning in. I'm Keith Larson, and you've been listening to a Control Amplified podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Plus, you can find the full archive of past episodes at controlglobal.com. Thanks again, Brian. Really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks, Keith. Signing off for now.